0: and prepared for anything all the time, right? Like, natural disaster, there's a first aid kit somewhere in here and something I can probably like splint a broken arm with. Fire, there's at least a bottle I could squirt on it. I mean, we're ready for whatever comes our way all the time. Like a boss. Like You're going to the hospital to deliver a baby? I got this rolling suitcase full of everything I could ever possibly need while I'm in the hospital that I will never actually use while I'm there. Right, Right? I mean, like, we got the baby clothes, we got the mom clothes, we got the baby diapers, we got the mom diapers. We don't know what Dad's gonna do. I mean, he—he'll probably wear the same pair of gym shorts for three days. So he's just on his own, you know. Then we come home. You wouldn't do that, honey. I heard you. Uh, You wouldn't. I know you wouldn't do that. Um, Then we come home from the hospital. We have all the things, right? We have the whole house full of things. We got our bag. We pack the whole house in the bag when we go out. We're ready all the time. We've got the diapers. We've got the bottles that are like perfectly heated that will only mildly scald your skin in the middle of the night when you're testing it, right? We got the loveys and the blankies and the stuffies and the passies. We have everything we could ever need. We got the boppy pillow, because no one knows how to hold a baby without a boppy pillow anymore. I mean, we have everything. We even had that little like thing that assaults the baby's nose passages. Have y'all seen the one that has the tube that you're supposed to like No, I'm sorry, I just can't get into that. Just can't. Then we graduate from the baby phase and now we're on to the toddler phase and we've exchanged diapers for pull-ups but now we get to carry around 75 changes of clothes because potty training is a disaster. All the time, yes. It's it's just a disaster, right? I mean, but still we have all the snacks because toddlers get hungry every 10 minutes. And so do husbands. We're ready all the time, right? We even have like the toy cars and the books and the baby dolls and that digital device that you swore your child would never look at, but instead you pass it down at the restaurant so you don't starve to death. I mean, we're ready. Then we like graduate a little bit more and they can finally feed themselves and change themselves and go to the bathroom by themselves, which we never get to do anymore, but they can. And so then we like graduate back into a purse. (sighs) It's like this glorious step back into womanhood. It's beautiful. As our kids get a little older, the stuff we carry might get a little smaller, but I would bargain to say that it maybe even gets a little heavier because we've been prepared, right, this whole time. We are ready for whatever is gonna come. We are prepared and ready, but now, now we're carrying around fear. We're carrying around perfection. We're carrying around frustration. We're carrying around helplessness. We're carrying around, mm, this one doesn't even want to show itself, envy. Envy of other moms, envy of other kids. We're carrying around disappointment. Mm -hmm. We're carrying around control. We're carrying all of these things around, but we would rather keep them like really neatly tucked into this perfect purse because we are mom's superhero capes, and we are prepared all the time. And so we try to keep these things like shoved down and tucked away because we would rather not deal with the truth that these things exist in us. But what I've learned is that when we make all of our own plans, we end up with all of our own problems. Every time. And so I'm just curious today how much you feel like it's your responsibility to hold all of the things together for all of the people that you so dearly love. And you show up all of the time ready. But when we show up so prepared, guess who's responsible for holding it all together? We are. But when we show up with open hands, knowing that God has prepared it all, then we trust that he's the one holding it all together. So I just wonder today, who do you really want holding your motherhood together? Who do you really want holding your family together? Who do you want holding your kids together? You or God? This is where we're going to camp out today. And I'm encouraging you today to think through one of these things, one that might exist in your motherhood, it might exist in your life, and decide to hand it over to God today because God never charged you with holding it all together. He has charged you with handing it all over. So we're going to venture to do that together today. And if you're in the room and you're like, oh great, she's only going to talk to moms, stay tuned because this word of God is a living word and it never returns void. So there is something in here for every single person in the room today. So stay tuned in with me. We're gonna pray. God, I thank you for your word. God, I thank you that it never returns void. God, I thank you that as we open this, Lord, and as we acknowledge who you are, God, that you would come alive to us today. God, for every mother in this room, For every person within the sound of my voice, God, would you work miraculously today to communicate to each of us the individual message that our souls need. Because we are desperate for you, God. We trust you. God, I trust you and I ask, Lord, that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart would be pleasing to you, oh God. And I thank you for the great privilege that it is to share your word. In Christ's name, amen. Okay, if we have not yet met, my name is Danny Hardy, and I'm the communications pastor. And I don't normally enter every room to Rocky. I mean, it's normally like playing somewhere in my head, but I don't normally do that all the time. Um, but I'm so glad to be sharing this message with you today. And I want to share with you the dumbest prayer I ever prayed. I'm a little embarrassed, to be honest, to even share this. And I promise I did not make this up just for this message. This is a legitimate prayer that I prayed. So we struggled for 11 years to get pregnant and to have a baby. And we now have a little girl. She's five. She's awesome and wonderful. Um, But 11 years, right? Then we're finally pregnant, and this was my prayer. God, if you'll just get her here, I've got it from there. I legitimately prayed that prayer. Y'all, that's the dumbest thing ever. And I was so like, real quickly, it all changed. Because 24 hours in the hospital, and I'm like, God, you got her here. You're going to have to keep her alive. I don't have a clue what I'm doing. Oh, it's the dumbest prayer I ever prayed. But the joy in that for me is that he never expected me to have it all together. He never expected me to really be like, I got it, God. He never expected me to be that. I expected that, but he never expected that of me. So today, to all the mothers in the room, like, or if you're watching online, like, can we just do that together? Like, for real, everybody. Doesn't it feel good to just know that we are loved and he has never asked us to hold it all together. He doesn't expect that of you. So you can let go of that stress, you can let go of that worry and let go of that weary and just accept the fact that you are loved and he's got you. One of my favorite songs right now, it starts out and it says, Oh God, your thoughts for us outnumber stars above and grains of sand upon the shore. And that song is based on scripture from Psalm 139, which means the words of it are true because they are based on the truth of the word of God. God's thoughts for you, his thoughts about you outnumber The stars in the sky and the grains of sand on the shore. And he's not thinking about you because he's bored. He's thinking about you because he loves you. And like we start singing, Jesus loves me, like when we're kids. And so then we just, it just becomes common. God's love for you is not common. He doesn't do common things because he is a supernatural God, which means his love for you is not common. It is constant, but it is not common. It is supernatural. He loves you intricately and deeply, intimately, and maybe today you're like, I don't even know that I want him to love me because I'm not even sure I trust him. I certainly don't feel seen by him. I certainly don't feel loved by him. So that's great, but this message might be for somebody else. Can I just say tenderly, but straightforward, that as a mama who has lost three babies, I've been there, I've wondered where God was. I have wondered what he was doing. I have wondered whether or not he actually loved me. But I can tell you that it is his love, the only thing that carried me through every ounce of grief. And has delivered me into a place where I can now see that joy exists. And that it can exist right in the middle of your suffering. So if you don't feel loved today or you don't feel seen today, hang in. Because he loves you. And he is for you. Maybe you've lost a child. Maybe you're longing for a child. Maybe you've lost your mother. And today feels hard. He sees you. And he loves you. And he has joy for you. And the beautiful thing is that when we really realize that we are loved, like deeply loved, not just commonly loved like we love pizza, right? But like deeply loved, then we can quit striving all of the time to prove ourselves because we already know that we are loved. The first scripture we're going to look at today is from Psalms 37. <clears throat> and this scripture says, the Lord, I love it, it's just mm, direct, right there, just a punch. The Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him. I love that, like, like let's not mince words. Like God's like straightforward for, straight and to the point about this. It is the Lord who makes firm our steps. That is not our job. Our job is to delight in him. And he is making firm our steps. Then this next part, though he may stumble, he will not fall, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. That gives me a lot of comfort, right? I mean, because like God's already ahead of time saying, I know you're going to stumble around this whole thing. I know you're going to fumble and you're going to look like a mess and you're going to think you have it all together. You're going to stumble. But I will not let you fall because I am making firm your steps. Take comfort in this. It is not you who makes firm your steps. It is God. Your responsibility. My responsibility is to take delight in Him. We can plan and prepare just to realize we ain't ready, but He's ready. All the time, because he is the one making firm our steps. And I love, we're going to look at the next scripture, and this is like a different version. He's saying it a different way, just in case we didn't get it the first time. And I love that about God, because he's like, let me say it again for the one in the back. Right? He's saying it again, right here in Proverbs 20, verse 24. A person's steps are directed by the Lord. How then can anyone understand their own way? Y'all remember that dumb prayer, right? I got it, God. You just get her here. I got it from there. It's the dumbest prayer ever. And this is why it's the dumbest prayer, because the word of the Lord says, how then can anyone understand their own way? I didn't have it. I wasn't supposed to have it because how am I supposed to understand my own way? See, for a long time, the enemy had this narrative happening in my mind all the time, on repeat, and this is what it was. You're not enough of a woman. You're not enough of a wife. You're not enough of a mom. And now, when that narrative starts again in my mind, you know what I do? <laughs> You're right! No kidding! Like, for real, that's what I do. No kidding! I know that I'm not enough, because if I was enough, then this verse wouldn't be true. But it is true, because it's right here. And it says, how then can anyone understand their own way? If I was enough, then I would know. I would understand my own way. I would know all of the things to do, but I'm not enough. Only God is enough. And it's enough that he loves me. And it's enough that he loves you and that he loves your people. And if we can understand, guys, if we can really understand that it is out of his love for us, that he directs all of our steps, then we can stop trying to prove ourselves and stop striving to always validate all of our enoughness. But until we do that, we're going to keep on trying to prove that we are enough and we will never be enough because only God is enough. He did not design you to understand your own way. The scripture says, how then can any man understand his own way? He didn't design you to understand your own way. He designed you to follow the way. And his name is Jesus. And in scripture, Jesus said that there's a thief and that that thief comes to steal. He comes only to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I have come, Jesus has come, that they, that you may have eternal life and have it to the full. That you may have life and have it to the full because Jesus knew that there was an enemy who wanted to convince you To believe those lies because the enemy wants you to believe that there is no one loving you and the enemy wants you to believe that there is no one establishing your steps the enemy wants you to believe that you're really in all of this on your own because if you believe that You will live from a place of self-preparedness, always having all of your things, always ready for whatever's gonna come, always prepared for anything. And you're gonna be exhausted, and you're gonna be stressed, and you're gonna be worried, you're gonna be anxious, you're gonna be striving. And then the enemy has you right, where he wants you, but God has a different word for you. He has a superior word, a better word for you. We're going to look at Proverbs 16, verse 9, and this first version we're going to look at is from the Passion Translation, and it says, within your heart you can make plans for your future. But the Lord chooses the steps you take to get there. Now, guys, know that I'm not saying it's bad to plan. Anybody who knows me knows that I love a good plan. I mean, I love a good plan. (laughs) Some people are laughing. Um, But it is a sin to promote my plans above my surrender to the Father's plan. It is a sin to promote my plan over my surrender to the Father's plan. I can make plans, but I have to understand that the Lord chooses the steps that I will take to get where it is that he's leading me to go because he's the one who's leading. He's the one who's ordering. He's the one who's establishing because he knows what's best. And he knows what's next, and I don't, because he is enough, and I am not. This same verse, Proverbs sixteen nine, in the NIV, it says this, In their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. And I love that this version uses that word establishes because the Hebrew word for this word establishes means to settle permanently. To settle permanently. The Lord settles permanently their steps, which is comforting to me because it helps me to remember that I'm not in charge of settling all of the things permanently that I'm not in charge of all of the outcomes for my life, for my family, for my children. Because it's not my job to settle them permanently. That is God's job. We delight in Him. He settles things permanently. And that takes the pressure off of us. And I'm thankful just to be able to breathe that in and release myself of that pressure to have to settle all the things permanently. But there are some truths that we have to get settled permanently in our souls. Truths that have to get settled down into the depths of who we are if we are going to live free of all this mess. And those truths, number one, that the Lord is establishing upholding, setting firm, and directing your steps. Remember that when we do all of our own planning, right, we come in all of our own plans, all of our own preparations, we are going to end up with all of our own problems. But it's Him who is establishing our steps. And guys, I feel like this is going to be hard news for some of you. Your plans... No matter how good they are, may not necessarily be God's plans. Even if they're good plans, may not be God's plans. And He did not charge you with holding it all together and making sure everything works out just the way you had hoped. He charges you with handing it all over and trusting that he is the God of all hope and that he's got it. It's a foundational truth for us to live free of all of this mess. Number two, God is enough, we are not. God is enough, and we are not. The enemy had that narrative happening all of the time in my mind. You're not enough, not enough, not enough. Well, now I get to flip that around and say, I know I'm not enough. So I just took the weapon he was trying to use against me, and now I get to use it against him because I can say, I know I'm not enough. But God is enough, and because he is enough, I'm okay. I'm good because he's enough. So if that narrative is happening in your mind, go ahead and flip the script on it and just say, you know what? I know I'm not enough. But my God is enough. So I'm good. He is enough to overcome all of our gaps and shortcomings. And we have to remember that He never charged us with holding it all together. He has charged us with handing all over number three God loves you and God loves your kids and guys this is foundational and like again not common constant but not a common love this is a foundational truth because if you don't believe this one if you don't believe that God loves you and that God loves your children you will never be able to believe the other two Because if you don't believe he loves you, how could you ever believe that he was enough? You won't. And you'll keep trying to strive and prove that you, on your own, are enough. And it will never lead you anywhere good. If you don't believe that he loves you, how could you ever believe that he is the one establishing your steps, ordering your steps, setting firm your steps? You can't. And you will continue to try to make your own way. Make the way. Find the way. Be the way. You'll try to do all of that. Unless you believe that he loves you. So this is foundational. And hang with me on this point, okay? If we believe that God loves us, And we know that he is holy, right? And his holiness will not allow him to betray us. I'm going to say that again for somebody in the room. His holiness will not allow him to betray you, even if it looks like it. It hasn't happened. So if he loves us and he's holy, then that means he is trustworthy. Trustworthy. And if he is trustworthy, then we can quit holding on to all the things. And we can hand it all over. And then, you know what we get to do? We get to stop worrying. We get to stop being afraid. We get to stop trying to be perfect. We get to let go of all the frustration because we trust that a holy and loving God has us. These are foundational truths, and if we can get a hold of these, then we can start surrendering our lives, our families, our kids. And it's hard. Mamas who have so much love for the people that we love, it's hard to just say, okay, Lord, I trust you with my family. I trust you with my children. I remember the Lord very clearly saying to me one time, Danny, you trust me with your eternity, but not your family. And that got my attention because I want to trust him with everything. And I believe that you want to trust him with everything too so these three truths that he is establishing our steps that he is enough and we are not and that he loves us and our children these things have to be settled in us and so I just wonder today which of these are you gonna give in? control expectation worry perfection disappointment, envy, what is it? What are you going to give him today and trust him with so you can see for yourself how he is ordering your steps and how much he loves you and how enough he really is? What are you going to hand him today? We have one final song, and during that song, I just encourage you to talk to him about it. And get honest with the Father about what you've been holding on to and decide what you're going to hand over because he never charged you with holding it all together. He has charged you with handing it all over.